You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 129 of the Am Writing Fantasy podcast. And I, I think this should be an interesting episode because it's a topic which we haven't touched upon previously, as in ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good at 120 some episodes. And we have a topic that we've never even touched on. And that's, that's, you know. I can't complain about that's pretty that. Good. Yeah, that's pretty We're good. We're going to talk about book sales trackers uh, <laughs> and why it is helpful to be organized, Autumn. Organized. I have my own methodology. With, <laughs> <laughs> with how you track your sales and also which tools are available to do so. So, yes. yeah, maybe you'll actually pick up some good points from this episode, Autumn. I have, I will have you know, I use three different sales tractor, trackers because of the limitations oh, on the, them. It was more the organization stuff I was hinting <laughs> at. I just looked at your Scrivener file before this recording, so <laughs> I, I know, I know how, what you mean, what you mean when you say organized, and what I mean when I say organized. <laughs> well, you have a very high standard of organization. I don't think I do too badly. I know where everything is. In my household, I am the organized one, so let that terrify you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but how are things on your end? Oh, it's good. We finally are hitting look short sleeve. We're hitting warm weather. Oh wow. And we're gonna be it's actually dry. We need some rain. I already see like the stream is starting to dry up and that's so sad. But it is nice to have some like shorts weather and t-shirt weather and no coats so i that is nice but yeah we need some rain and we were in a drought last year and i think this year we're going, we're already in a drought again it's just kind oh. of sad to see everything drying up well it's supposed to be green yeah that's not good that's not what you want no no but the, i i, <laughs> I am good at is weird stuff. yeah I was gonna say, i'm good at some things like we're not i'm not good at computers but i have not figured out how to call rain yet but i'll work on that Hmm, but maybe that's sort of one of the advanced level Fey skills that you haven't acquired yet. <laughs> I think I just need to concentrate on it more and, and put out some more honey dishes or something. I'll figure it out. I'll keep working on it. Okay. So okay. how are things for you on your <laughs> side of the Atlantic? Well, this is one of those very, very busy weeks. Um, but at least I did manage to finish up the plotting for book two yeah. in our new series. So that's pretty good. That's really exciting. Yes, I got to look over it and gave some feedback and we figured some more stuff out. And yeah, now you're ready to start writing. That is so exciting. Yeah, and you caught some good stuff in it as well that needed to be beefed up and corrected a bit. So, so that was great. Yeah, that's why yeah. it's so, so we're awesome getting, we're to work ready. with someone else. You get to have someone looking over your shoulder going, really? Instead of hitting a plot hole, they point it out before right. you get there. Yeah, right. Yeah, indeed. But or, or just in some of the cases, it wasn't necessarily plot holes. Some mm -hmm. of it was also just more just strengthening the logic behind things. You know yeah. that it makes a bit more logical sense and so on. Uh, so at least I you can. I might not be organized, good. but I'm very logical. 
That is a plus. That you are. Absolutely. <laughs> You're very good at that kind of thing. Well, thank um, you. But I was also out uh, refereeing this past weekend, Autumn, oh, and it right. was quite an experience. Really? So <laughs> um, you hinted yeah. that even though, you know, COVID's, well, in some places it's easing up, in some places it's getting worse, but I mean, people are actually getting together and they can play sports now in Denmark. And they're yeah. not happy. They should be happy. They're behave. Well, yes. Well, actually, sort of by the final whistle, we had uh, two teams almost fighting each other. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, not too good. So, do you oh. want a short story about what happened? Here? Sure. Let's go. Since because I don't have it's... anything interesting going on in my life at the moment, let's hear about yours. <laughs> well, because the, the weird thing is that I still don't quite understand it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we were we were three referees because uh, this is um, I, I can't translate it into any American terms, but it's sort of like it's not the pro levels, but it's sort of just below, uh, slightly below, not just below, but slightly below pro level. So they're 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 not amateurs as such, but mm-hmm. so they're pretty good, uh, but they're not pros either right. so it's so, somewhere in the middle right uh, so because of that level then you are three referees you, you have like the main head referee and then you have two running the line yeah. um and in this match i was i was on the line which means that you are well in my case i was uh, next to the one of the benches and one of the coaches and the other linesman was on the other side with the other bench and the other coach okay. and and the uh, substitutes and then all of a sudden, like there was probably like ten minutes left, and then all of a sudden, the coach on my side he starts yelling and screaming, and like five or six players sort of goes berserk as well, jumps <laughs> up and screams, and I'm, I'm sort of I don't understand what happened, and and he's uh, he's yelling at me because I'm on his side, right? So mm-hmm. on, on his side of the pitch, so I'm I'm sort of the one he he needs to approach if he needs to say anything, or he if also just in general, you know, if he wants to substitute somebody, uh-huh. he has to get my permission to do it and so on. So he 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 addresses me, and he starts shouting like. Uh, we are not gonna, you know, accept this kind of behavior and and all, uh, screaming and shouting, and I, I still don't know what's happening. Right. So I'm like, what, what? What's wrong? And and he's screaming. Well, uh, the other bench over there, they they are calling, uh, you know, uh, calling uh, racist names to our players and stuff like that. And I was like, really? What did he say? And I'm not gonna say it here, but he said some. He said that the other coach over there said some really nasty words that you just don't use. Oh. Uh, I'm not gonna repeat it here, but you can imagine. Yes. So, I and there is a linesman over there, another referee, right? So, right. Uh, but he he's sort of going berserk. So I shout to him that he needs to sit down right now, and then I'll take care of it. So so he's he does he sits down, and then I flack the main head coach or the main referee over and I, I asked him so what is going on because if it's true what he's saying mm-hmm. you need to start just showing some yellow and red cards now because this it's not acceptable if it's correct what he's saying but I haven't heard anything because I'm on the other side of the pitch right. so I don't know what they're freaking out about uh, so he goes over and talks to the other linesman uh-huh. And then he comes back and says the other linesman says that he's standing right next to the to the coach over there and he didn't say anything and then I'm like, okay, then I don't understand. So why why is six people freaking out at the same time right. if nothing was said? I just, I just can't make up the logic. And yeah. still, I can't make up the logic. Yeah. So we never figured out what happened. But but then 10 minutes later, we uh, the final whistle blows. 
and then they storm over to the other bench and they almost have a fight over there. <laughs> oh, and and, and yeah. so something must have happened. I mean, I, I just don't understand. But So why did the other linesman not hear it? Uh, the other linesman was then, he was a quite young guy. He was like 17 or something. It was uh-huh. like probably his third match or something. <laughs> so he was when they stormed over there very courageous i guess from him he was he started to try to put himself in the middle and push them apart oh wow uh, and i just went over there and winked him away said come over here just leave them alone <laughs> yeah. uh, and we we take our notebook and we make notes of who does what so we can report it to the union if somebody hits somebody we know who hit who yes. so just don't get involved don't stand in the middle of it let them fight if they want to fight but we just take <laughs> notes of who does what uh, nobody hit anybody, uh, oh, but they were yelling and shouting and <laughs> oh pushing each other. But it's just like, uh, yeah, it's weird, right? When you d- you don't even know what happened. I, yeah. I still don't understand. Maybe people have been cooped so, up too long. But yeah, that just seems weird that something obviously sparked off some kind of anger and no one else heard it. Uh, something came out of the void and only these six people apparently yeah, were affected. Possible? I don't no, Maybe there was a fae coming or something. <laughs> it wasn't me. I was. If I was in Denmark, I would have done something else that day. Not riled up soccer players. <laughs> a week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, Autumn, but there was a very, very funny post by Jason in the Am Writing Fantasy Facebook group. Did you notice that? Oh, he's had a few this last week. So no, which one was this one? He he had there was like an image. I I'm sure he got it from somewhere else. Uh, yeah. I, I at least I assume. But um, <laughs> it was a comparison of Lord of the Rings with the Teletubbies. <laughs> so no, there was like I miss those. <laughs> there was images next to each other, like like the Hobbit Hall, oh, and then the sh- home of the Teletubbies, which also has this grass over it, oh, and then the no. characters, the hobbits, and then the four Teletubbies. And then there was the Eye of Sauron, and then the sun from Teletubbies, where there's oh, a face in the sun as well, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so funny. That is fantastic. No, I totally missed that one. That that doesn't surprise me about the group, or Jason, who is one of our moderators, and he's obviously a very fun sort of moderator. Oh, I'm going to go find that <laughs> one now. That'll give me something to do when I get off. Yeah, it was it's very good. It was very good. I yeah, as you say, it's a lot of fun stuff going on in the Facebook group. So if if you dear listener haven't joined yet, then just search for "Am Writing Fantasy" in the group section of Facebook, and then you will find us. Yes. Um, but something else I wanted to mention as well, Autumn, um, sure. because we've been asking, or we've been asked, I should say rather, we've been asked <laughs> by some of our listeners to record an episode where we talk about our own road to publishing. Yes, for some reason, one of our fans, I think it was actually one of them was on Facebook and the other one was a a request like the same week on Patreon saying, hey, you've interviewed all these other people, you talk about, you know, how to write and this and that, you never talk about your own writing and like what books you have out and all of those things. And we're like, oh, (laughs) really? (laughs) We haven't mentioned that? (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Hundred and something episodes in, and yeah, well, hundred and twenty-nine. <laughs> this one is, but yes. okay. <laughs> oh, and someone just but pointed actually, out that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So I wanted to make a request to your listener, yeah. um, because I don't really feel like making a podcast episode where I'm asking Autumn questions that I already know the answer to, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's and true. I guess vice versa as well. I, it's probably not very exciting for Autumn either, and I hope as you've 
probably pick up from these podcast episodes that uh, we try to have fun with it. We enjoy doing it, but I don't want to record something about a topic <laughs> that I don't enjoy. So what I want to do is that I want us to be answering your questions. Yes. So please, if there is anything you want us to, or you want to ask us about why we started writing, I don't know, some of the obstacles we've come uh, found along the way mm-hmm. or our collaboration, whatever, you know, then please send us your question. Uh, we've placed a link to the contact form on amwritingfantasy.com in the show notes. So you can just click there and just use the contact form to post your question. Yes. Um, and then we will add them all together. And if we get enough of them, then we will record a podcast episode uh, asking or answering questions. That sounds like fun. We've done sort of something similar once, but we were it was different questions. So this will be really fun. We already have a few coming in, so it'll be exciting to see what else we get. If someone really gets something juicy I never would have thought of asking you, that'd be really fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe funnier if it goes to you, that kind of question. <laughs> I feel like I can ask the question, but... Uh... <laughs> uh-huh. And on to today's topic. Okay, for a start here, we should probably <laughs> point out that uh, what we're going to share here is not an exhaustive list. No, there not are by far. definitely more options available out there to you as an author uh, compared to the ones that we're going to mention here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you think we have missed some important ones, then just leave us a comment so everyone else uh, also becomes aware of uh, your suggestion. Absolutely, and this is such a handy tool because. If you are selling books on like Amazon and you go into just the regular dashboard where you're your KDP dashboard and you try to follow along with your books. I mean, I remember when you have one or two books, it's okay. But once you get a series, once you get a couple series, once I think I'm up to 20 something books, um, I'll frig that. <laughs> it's just too yeah. hard. You need to use one of these ways of really tracking things and drilling down, especially if you're going to run AMS ads, Facebook ads. You need to know how books are selling. You need to have a baseline. You need to know how things are going. You have to keep track. See, I do know what I'm doing with these reports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also worth mentioning up front here that if you're just starting out, this is probably not worth your time and effort to worry about yes. right now, but I do still think it's probably good to listen in because then you are you are aware of what you need to think about down the line. Uh, and I think that'll be helpful as well, even, even if you're just starting out. Yes, and if you are just starting out, there is actually a new feature on Amazon for KDP sales that we can mention that I think works just perfectly spiffy if you're just starting out and want to have something better than the KDP dashboard report, which is that little bar chart that's just blech, just totally blech. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't have so much trouble with it, but uh, I'll explain why once we get to the end of the episode. That sounds Um, fair. (laughs) But... uh, I mean, why do we want to keep uh, or why do we want to track and, and keep some sort of organization around uh, book sales? Well, well, of course, we all want to know how many books we're selling. That's sort of a no-brainer, right? But I think what it also comes down to, this stuff, is really the time that it takes to collect the data, like you just mm-hmm. touched upon. 
Um, yes. And there are actually some services out there that will do this thing for you and then save you the time and effort, which you can then spend on writing instead. So that's that's pretty nice, right? Yes. And I think it's so important. I know even when I first started at doing uh, ads and stuff, you really need to take a baseline. You need to see how your ads are being successful. You're going to spend money on marketing, even if you're going to do like um, whether it's Amazon or an AMS ad. Uh, through Facebook, or even just do a newsletter swap or, or sales swap where you're pointing them to a newer release, or even doing something like a one-shot deal like uh, Free Booksy or Bargain Booksy, something like that, or oh, heck, BookBub, if you get one of those, you need to be able to track what before and after to see how effective it was, because you're spending money, and you know these things get expensive, and you don't want to just be throwing money and actually find out you would have been doing better if you hadn't spent that money on ads. That would be really bad. Yeah, the other thing as well that you want, uh, or the reason why you want to track it as well, is so that you can start calculating read-through. Yes, that too. Uh, we're not going to go into read through here and what it is and how to calculate it and all that. But if you're interested in that, go all the way back to episode 53, wow, where really? I interviewed Adam Croft, because he actually explained everything in episode 53 of the I'm Writing Fantasy podcast. So just go back there, listen to that one if you want to lo- know more about read through. But Excellent. keeping track of your sales will allow you to calculate your read through, which is important, Very as important. explained in episode 53. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I don't even remember that one. That's really sad. I might have to go back and listen to it myself. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time back, yeah. It is. I um, do know read-throw, though. Yeah. Okay, so let's go through these and share our thoughts on them, uh, on, okay. on, on what we have here. And we haven't necessarily used all of them ourselves. Uh, at least I haven't uh, from the ones that I picked, all of them. Uh, we I, Well, I have better things to do than testing out tracking software, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm still going to share some reflection on them, though. So uh, All right. I don't well, know. I, do you want to start out, Autumn? Sure. Do you want me to start? I have two that I'm not sure if they're on your list that are the two. Well, actually, like I said, I have three that I use. And one of them's kind of cheating. But if I would do what <laughs> <laughs> I like to cheat, I have to That's admit. a good start. We, even, a good... we haven't even started the list yet. And you already say you're cheating. <laughs> I am. I think it's fair. Because it, some people don't realize the features that are already available. And I think one of them is the new, there's a KDP report that's in beta testing. I'm not, well, you and I have discussed it. And I'm not sure if it's outside of the US or it's just inside no, the US. No, I don't think I see it on my end. Yeah, it's I don't it, think I see it, no. If, if you have access to it, when you go to your KDP dashboard and you go to the report section right at the top, it'll say, hey, try out the new KDP dashboard or the KDP reports beta. And you can click on that and it takes you to a much swankier KDP site that has like a nice side column. It actually shows you book pictures of like the sales for that day and all these stats. Nice. And yes, and so it's visually it's so much better. It's much easier right. to see what's selling. It does when you go into your, there's a royalty estimator there, which is fantastic. So you can really drill down and see how your books are selling by, you know, separating out your author names. If you have a pen name or other author names uploaded, the book, the format, a lot of the same stuff you see in the regular KDP dashboard. So that's fantastic. I think my only complaint and one of the big limitations I see with it is your choice for time periods to look at are this month. And last month. And that's it. 
<laughs> that's it. That's well, that it. might be just because it's in. Uh, it might be beta. Uh, I think you know, it, I'm, I'm sure hoping, it's not going to stay like that. Yeah, I'm hoping it's just because it's in beta. But at the moment, it's like yeah, you I think, think so. oh, it looks so cool. It has this great information, great, much nicer charts and graph charts, and a lot more information than your regular dashboard, or at least the same information. But normally, you have to do the drop down menus, and it's so time consuming. This is all click and visual. It's very nice. But yeah, that's the worst thing I could say about it is that it's just like I look at him like this month, last month, that's it. <laughs> and today, and that is it. <laughs> so well, you're supposed to live in the present, isn't that what you say? Uh, yes. So I have to get my Zen going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't worry about the past. Who cares? That's right. <laughs> and then, so if you want me to keep going, okay. my favorite one and the one I do use a lot and have for years at least 2018 i don't know maybe 2017 i've been using um book report and so that is right a fantastic one it pulls the information from your kdp so you actually have to give it permission to go into your amazon files and that one literally goes back to the day you uploaded your first book so you can get your royalties from forever even if you like just got it today it'll pull the history so you can see what you sold last year you can narrow it down by book it um, has reviews. Some of the features are it admits it's not 100% up to date, but hopefully they'll maybe sync it a little bit better and it'll pull in reviews and your current book ratings and rankings. All of those things are accessible through one dashboard. The worst thing I can say is that it is only for Amazon books. And I think that's unfortunate. It is also kind of cool because it's a live click. So you see, say you see someone got a book and it says it was given away as a freebie because it lists freebies and sales. And it gives you your royalty amount right there without you having to deduct or try to figure out what your royalties are. So you can click on that and it takes you right to Amazon. So that's kind of cool. So you can go check on books really quickly. I sometimes forget that if you buy my paperback, you can get what my ebook for free. And I'm like, how'd they get that book for free? And you click on it. And you're like, no, everything <laughs> looks fine. Oh, right. I have that set up so you can get that for free if you buy the paperback. Because seriously, you're going to yeah. buy the paperback. You should get something besides obviously an awesome book that you can put on your shelf. So I yeah, do yeah, love no. that. And I think Book Report is just a simple Chrome plugin, right? It it is it is a Chrome plugin. I think there's an app for your phone as well. I can't remember okay. now, but it is nice. And it one of the cool things is it's a very informative, very I think it tells you a lot, especially if you're selling mostly on Amazon or you're going to run AMS ads. It has a ton of information, and if you are selling less than a thousand dollars a month, it's free. And I think if you're over a thousand dollars, it's only like ten dollars. It's it's not painful. 19, 19. I couldn't remember what it, if it had gone up, but it's just uh, it's not. 19. But yeah. uh, that, if you're selling more than a thousand dollars, 19 is not dollars. A, it's yeah. not a lot. <laughs> I just, it's still, I just appreciate so much that it is really a very informative plugin, even if it is only KDP. I mean, that is usually, even if you're wide, that is normally where most of your sales are coming from. And if you're running AMS ads, you need those specifically. So, that it's free for under a thousand. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I quite like it as well. I've not used it myself, but, mm -hmm. but I've seen it in use many times. Um, the only thing I think is the, the downside, if you can call it that, is the fact, like you mentioned, that you have to lock into your KDP account. Otherwise, it cannot collect the data, yes. which I think is it's a bit annoying. It um, usually 
you usually have to do it only once. Um, I've had problems. I have my Amazon on second level validation. Of course, it's my books. Of course, I have that like locked down tighter than anything. But so every once in a while, they get out of sync and you have to click a button and then refresh it. And it takes all of five seconds. It really isn't too bad. But yeah, it is giving a secondary app you know, they can go and read your report. So you have to be make sure you're going to trust this feature. I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have a couple of swill to go <sighs> through. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm cheating, but <laughs> it goes into a bit of a different territory as well, because I think there's more to this topic than, than just tracking sales. It is also about saving the time, which means that uh some other tools can actually do that for you as well. So I'm going to go through some of those as well. Uh, but the first one I wanted to mention is actually called Book Tracker, but it's T-R-A-K-R, Book Tracker. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit different way of <laughs> spelling. <laughs> so this one will actually log into all of your accounts every wow. day. So it doesn't matter if you are publishing via Amazon, Google, Kobo, draft to digital whwhatever. But Book Tracker will log into all the accounts and check your sales numbers every day. And then it compiles all the data and presents it to you in some pretty looking charts. And, and it also sends you like a daily email summary. Hmm. Um, so that's quite nice. That's quite nice. Um, there is some things I don't like, though. Really? Um, yeah, because when you go to Book Tracker's website, mm -hmm. uh, if you want to start using it, they don't show what the cost is anywhere. Oh, and that on. just feels wrong to me. That does feel wrong. It, it's, yeah, it, I don't like it. it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like they're trying to hide something. Yeah, it's that. There's that old joke that says, "Well, if you have to ask what the price is, you can't afford it." So, well, yeah. So I searched around quite a bit, uh, mm -hmm. and I was unable to locate the pricing information from their website. Maybe it's somewhere hidden, but I at least I could not find it. But I got through some other sources that mentioned that Book Tracker costs five dollars per month if you want to receive the daily emails, and then ten dollars a month if you want to also uh, use it to track new reviews and uh, track your rankings and so on. Oh, if it's five dollars, so that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if those prices are correct, which I'm not a hundred percent sure about, but mm -hmm. if they are then the pricing is not too bad, but it just rubs me the wrong way that they don't show it on the website. It should be clear what, what does it cost. Heck, it should have a 14-day um, free trial. Isn't that, that's sort of the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, correct. Uh, and then the other thing, of course, that I don't like about this is the fact that, of course, for it to be able to log into all your accounts every day to, to collect the data, it has to know all your passwords, which also I don't like. So there is that. Yeah. That is always uneasy. And I would say, so, oh, that was, that actually reminds me, I did have a third one. So if you use a distributor, you're probably going to mention one. I use Smashwords yeah. and they have two different features in there. They have a daily sales that gives you your sales by all of the pl platforms they distribute, as well as books. You can also break that down really well. And they also have a more of a historical that's, a much more cumbersome spreadsheet that you have to really like spreadsheets. And I don't like spreadsheets. That's your job. So I don't go into that one much, but yes. it actually tells you, you know, if you had sales, how much you had sales. And if like Barnes and Noble has gone ahead and paid Smashwords yet, or if they have not sent the money yet. So you can really get some nitty gritty fine tune details with that. So I have obviously been in there and looked at it and said, Oh my God, this is scary and ran away. But 
the uh, daily sales chart, which again, you can back that up. I think 60, 90, you can put in a, a day amount so you can back it up really far and see like your spikes where your things were happening. So that is one of the advantages of using a distributor. Obviously that doesn't give me my Amazon stuff, but it gives me everything else. And I will say that it mm. is a very good and very up-to-date and from what I've seen, very accurate. Um, way of seeing where all my other sales. So I literally, if I wanted to, I go to two places. I can go to book report slash Amazon KDP and Smashwords. And I see those two and I'm, I know what I'm selling. Right. Okay. So the next couple of ones that I have is uh, software that will get the job done, but it's, <laughs> it's not in its origin really designed for book tracking in the sense that it's not as neat as book report. You know, book report is designed for that purpose alone. Whereas the stuff that I'm going to mention now will get the job done, but it's not what it was intended for in, in that sense. Oh, so you're misusing software. How dare you? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a rebel (laughs) at heart. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I would rub off on you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. At least, well, at least I haven't started breaking things yet. So as long as I don't break software, then uh, it's okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> talk again in one, a few years. <laughs> the first one I want to mention is Bundler Rabbit. Oh, yeah. um, and this is actually one of the tools that uh, we were looking into as well, considering using. Uh, but we steered away from it because to use Bundler Rabbit, you have to publish through Bundler Rabbit. Hmm. Um, and then it's basically sort of like draft to digital. So you, you use them as an aggregator and then they, um, they keep 10% of the royalties as part of the service fee yeah. for what they're doing. Of course, you don't have the concern about sharing your passport passwords mm-hmm. anymore because you only access Bundler rabbit and then they distribute to everybody else, mm-hmm. including Amazon. Um, oh, wow. so that's good. And the good news is as well that if you sell no books, it doesn't cost you anything oh. uh, because they only take 10% off the royalties, right? So okay. if you don't get paid royalties, there's nothing to take anything off. So you can actually sign up for it and start using it. And it's not un- unless you earn money, they don't earn any money. So that that's quite nice. That is. Um, and you can definitely use Bundler Rabbit to track all of your sales in one dashboard across all the retailers. Wow. So yes. that is a real advantage and it's probably how you can also use it to split payments between several different authors. That's also uh, a very nice feature. And that was actually originally why we looked at it mm-hmm. because, well, we have royalties to split. So we were looking at it, but then when it became apparent that then we have to publish through Bundle Rabbit, then that's where I saw, said, no, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> do that. But it's possible if you want to, if you don't mind that, then you can do that and you can get all the tracking in that one dashboard, which is very nice. That is. I'm um, curious, though, since they distribute to Amazon, can you be choose KDP Select and do like your your free days? Or is it like just just generic Amazon KDP? You can't that's a good Canadian. question. So, I, I would think not. But yeah. that's a good question. Actually, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I thought of one. You didn't know. No. Uh, because I was thinking that's <laughs> no, why. I, actually, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's why like it's very similar to Smashwords. But I think Smashwords can sell send to Amazon if you want it, I believe, or at least they were working on that at one time. But I never use that because not that I'm doing KDP Select, but you don't have that option if you go through a distributor. So no, yeah, I bet you can't. Yeah, 
you probably can't know because it is exclusive with Amazon and then you go through the KDP dashboard. At least that's my assumption. But maybe yeah. somebody will know and they can let us well, know in the comments. I guess logically, so, if uh, you're just doing KDP select, you don't need the rest of the links. So you would just go to KDP select. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Had to think that one through. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the nice thing with Bundle Rabbit as well, and where it is different from Draft to Digital, which is the mm-hmm. next one I'm going to touch upon, the difference here is that you can also tell Bundle Rabbit that this author here I have co-written with, and this author needs to get fifty percent of the royalties, and I nice. need to get fifty percent, and then Bundle Rabbit will split that automatically. That was pretty right? cool. So 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 you don't have to do anything yourself in terms of uh, splitting royalties with somebody else. So that is very nice. But of course, they're going to eat those 20, 10% off the top every time. So that's the yeah. that's the payment you have to give them to for the service. So, well, yeah. But then let's let's move on to draft to digital. Okay. Um, because this is basically exactly the same as Bundler Rabbit. I probably most listeners already know draft to digital, mm-hmm. and they also know that they also take ten percent off the top as a part of the service. Draft to digital, as far as I know. I think they have quite recently come out with a royalty share option as well, oh. just like Bundler Rabbit. I think that they can do this nowadays as well. I think they call it Draft to Digital Worlds or something like that. Hmm. Not a ripoff of Kindle Worlds at all, but <laughs> <No>. okay. <laughs> um, so I'm using Draft to Digital myself and not Bundler Rabbit. So uh, yeah, I'll go out, out on a limb here and say they're probably extremely similar. Yeah, uh, those two services, and and draft to digital. Of course, if you if you're not using it, they can get to Amazon as well. So again, you can get all your sales in one dashboard. That's pretty cool. So yeah, so I guess those are sort of like the three big distributors that kind of do it: Smashwords, uh, Draft to Digital, and Bundle Rabbit. Yeah, and then the next one here is quite different, but again, it'll get the job done. And this is one we actually used for a little while only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is Abacus. Yes. Um, and uh, we only used it for a little while, and I'll explain why in a moment. But uh, it basically, Abacus cost you two, $2.99 a month per book, mm-hmm. with the first <laughs> title is free forever. Okay. Um, and what really drew us into using Abacus in the first place was because you... You're not only tracking your sales in Abacus, but also your costs. So, for instance, right. let's say that you're running BookBub ads or Facebook ads or something mm-hmm. like that. And especially when you're collaborating with somebody else and you need to pay royalties and split the royalties, uh, Abacus is basically, let's say, for example, let's say that I had paid for a cover design, for example, or something. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, I would have to deduct that cost from Autumn's royalty share because she needs to pay part of it but i was the one who shelled out the money in the first place so in abacus i would just add in the cost for the cover design and i will just mark that this one was paid by me Mm -hmm. and then abacus will automatically take out autumn's part of the cost and subtract that from her royalties and even it out so that everybody uh, gets their share of the royalties but also pay their part of the cost Nice. So it is basically like more like an accountant system, to be honest, yeah. than it is a book, book tracker service. 
but you can use it for book tracking because you have all your royalties for all of your books in there uh, and you have all your cost in one place as well mm-hmm. and it it will tell you by the end i would like it to be better in terms of actually generating a full like royalty report i would like it uh-huh. to do that it doesn't do that very well mm-hmm. but it will tell you this author should get this amount of, of uh, dollars and this author should get that amount of dollars. It, it will tell you that, but it's not a, like, it doesn't show you a pretty report about it, though, <laughs> which I, I think is a bit of a shame because thinking about the fact that you will probably most use Abacus if you co-author stuff. Right. And hence, you would normally also need to send some sort of summary <laughs> or something to the other author to show them this is the royalties, these are the costs, and this is the distribution of it, right? Yeah. So I would think if Abacus could generate a report like that, that would be incredibly useful, but they don't, well, at least not right now. Yeah, because I agree. Yeah. That's sort of like the whole point is like you get all this data and you sell someone like, you only get this or you get this much royalties, and they're like, I want to see the accounting. I mean, you kind of yeah. want to be able to yeah. show that to them. Indeed. So there's was- no real good way of doing that. Yeah. Abacus, so, but let me get get back to the point from before. Why did we then use Abacus for a short while and then stop using Abacus again? <laughs> um, and basically, it is very neat in the sense that you download your KDP royalty report and then you mm-hmm. upload it to Abacus just as it is from the download from Amazon. You don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. You just automatically uh, or upload it to Abacus, and mm-hmm. Abacus automatically extracts the data and automatically identifies the books and put the royalties into the different buckets. You know, okay, you had this book, had this many ebook sales, this book had this many paperback sales, and so on. So all of that happens automatically, which is very, very nice. Yeah. But, and here's the big but. <laughs> the huge but in the <laughs> oh, pants. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the downside is that all the non-Amazon platforms, let's say that you have a book mm-hmm. where you sold a copy on Kobo, for example. Right, but you did not sell sell a copy of the same book on Amazon in that particular month. Mm-hmm. I know in like far the majority of the cases that will never be the case because most of your sales will be on Amazon. But we have we had an example where uh. we did sell some books on Kobo mm-hmm. that didn't sell in that month on Amazon, and the problem is that Abacus forces you to upload your KDP royalty report as step one in the process. And that means that it populates the books that sold on Amazon. And then you can go into those books and you can add, okay, then I also sold for for $100 on Kobo or Mm -hmm. I had $50 of cost on Amazon ads on that book. And so you can go in and add all that in and then everything works fine. But if the book wasn't in the KDP royalty report, it does not get populated in Abacus for that month. And there's no way of manually adding a book in Abacus for that month. So oh, you're that's stuck. horrible. Yeah. And that's really annoying. And that's why I, in the end, I sort of said to Autumn, I'm done with this stuff because <laughs> <laughs> it annoyed. It's, it's basically not working, right? No. Uh, because especially when you're co-authoring and you need to share royalty reports, you can't have, like, you told, you sold for $100 on Kobo, but you have nowhere to show it, right? That doesn't, doesn't work. Right. And you, like you said, it's probably unusual, but it does happen. It's possible for things to happen like that. And the fact that you can't manually add it or, I don't know, you'd have to trick the spreadsheet and like use some of last month's data. And it just would 
be messy and that's really frustrating and the last thing you want to do I, to me the spreadsheets are frustrating enough i just want it to be simple and oh, work. i'm gonna get to those in a second oh excellent <laughs> and i would say at first the price of 2.99 a book i'm like oh wow but i guess if you're selling enough books if that is less than 10 percent of the royalties for that book that could be a good price it could be high it could be low for you but and something to keep in mind is like all the other ones seem to be 10 percent of your sales so if you're selling more than what would be two ninety nine a month, Abacus might be cheaper, or it might be three times as much. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. For for me, I I think the other solutions are better if you are uh, un- unless you really need a detailed accounting system where you can put in costs as well. Then I would say Draft to Digital or Bundler Rabbit is probably better if you're trying to split royalties with somebody else. Yeah. But if you need the accounting system, Abacus is definitely usable. But uh, just be mindful that you have this problem about the fact that if the book didn't sell on KDP, then you're stuck for that month, uh, which is stupid to me. But that's the way it's designed, at least. Uh, maybe they change it someday. I don't know. But uh I made sure to let them know when I canceled our accounts that this was the reason. So whether they do something about it, I don't know. Maybe it'll benefit some of the listeners one day when when they change it. I don't know. That'd be good. But okay, so two final other options. All right. The first one, very short here. You could, of course, if you can afford it. So I know this is probably for those who are quite further along. But if you can afford it. There's always the option of having a virtual assistant taking care of this stuff for you and uh, just keeping track of the book sales and going into the dashboards, collect the data and and summarize it for you. That's Mm. perfectly fine and definitely something you can get somebody to do. But yeah, let's leave that alone for now. Co-write with someone like Jesper who does it for you and it's fantastic. Well, yeah, because that, that's the last, that's the last option. Well, that's co-writing with me. I don't want uh, two hundred uh, people starting to wanting to co-write with you me. That's not what him. I wanted. He's but... my co-writer. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. not sharing. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. No, no. But what I wanted to say is the the way that I do it now, which to me honestly is the easiest and the best way of doing it. And I know Miles will vary here, and not everybody will agree, and that's okay. But just to share how I do it, because. I've been through several of these different solutions. Uh, I've looked at multiple different dashboards uh, and tried to figure out how to do it best. Because the thing is, mm-hmm. I want to spend as little time as possible every month collecting royalty reports and figuring out how much money I own to, owe to Autumn and transfer the money to her. Right? I, it, I don't want to spend too much time on it because uh, that's time away from writing. Um, and at the same time, I also need to produce a royalty report to Autumn so that she can actually see that I'm not cheating her or something like that. That, that uh, she can follow along. (laughs) No, but it's only fair, right? I mean, when you have money between people, you should also account for uh, how does that money go in and out of the accounts. So I need to do all of that every month and I need to do it as easy as possible. So what I ended up doing was that I set aside two full working days (laughs) because that's how long it took me. But to, to basically build an Excel template, which has automated formulas to handle everything like currency conversions, revenue, cost, and cost management. So basically it takes automatically, I just put in what the exchange rates are in mm-hmm. the Excel sheet now, and it automatically starts calculating for each of the currency how much that is in dollars. 
Nice. Because I always pay autumn in dollars, so it automatically yeah. <laughs> starts calculating that. Uh, and then what it does it then is as well that I plug in how much sales we have from each of the dashboards. So that's the mm-hmm. that's the, the time consuming part that I go into each of the online distributors. I download mm-hmm. the royalty reports and I manually type it into the Excel sheet. Like okay, for this platform we had this many sales uh, and mm-hmm. this amount of royalties. But then Excel automatically starts calculating, converting it to dollars. And when I then type in the cost, I have automated formulas that takes all the royalties and subtracts all the costs and do the 50% royalty split between myself and Autumn. So at the bottom of the sales sheet, it just tells me, this year, this is the amount I need to transfer to Autumn. And that's it. So it's actually pretty easy. And of course, I made it so that I can just copy out all those calculations and put them into a document and send it to Autumn. So the royalty report is actually the easiest part nowadays. That takes like five minutes. Uh, so I would say all in all to do this once a month, I probably spent like 90 minutes, I would say, to do the whole thing once a month. And that's not too bad. Um, it took some time in West investment up front to spend two mm-hmm. days playing around with I, I mean if you're like the world champion with Excel you can probably <laughs> do it much quicker but I I was playing around with it quite a lot to get the all the formulas to work just like I wanted to so it took me two days uh, but that was a one time in time investment right I, I don't have to do that again because now I have the template and I just plug in the data every month and that's it um, so to me that is the best way of doing it uh, I don't have to spend you know, some part of our revenue to some other tracking service, or I don't have to pay somebody, uh, some software somewhere to do the tracking for us. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I I just collect the data, put them into my Excel sheet and boom, I'm done. Um, So yeah, it's 90 minutes a month. But on the other hand, there are limitations on these other software that we have mentioned anyway, so they, they don't do the full job, most of them anyway. Uh, Book Report, for example, is wonderful, but it's only Amazon. That's right. Some of the other ones will tell you the royalties, but then you have to give them your passcodes, and they will take take a fee or 10%, and so on and so on. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my thoughts on that. I think that sounds fair, and especially, like, if you even if you want to use like bundle rabbit or something but then you want to have like maybe the first book in a different series in kdp select you now got two accounts and it's also confusing and i definitely the your self-made spreadsheet which i noticed you haven't let me touch which is probably (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna get anywhere near that (laughs) i'll accidentally erase it Always keep backups yes. around me. That's, that's the rule. But I think your spreadsheet works marvelously and it does what we need. And yeah, 90 minutes is a, a crunch, but at the same time, once a month uh, for stuff. I mean, you run the AMS ads, you run a lot of the Facebook ads. So, you know, you're spending time doing that. It's part of the life of being an author is also the marketing part. So 90 months over an entire yeah. month, it's not so bad. No, I don't think so. And we've, of course, made sure to uh, add links to everything we talked about in the show notes so that you can easily check out any of those solutions that you might be interested in. But uh, I think that's it. And uh, next Monday, we will be back to talk about actual writing. And this time we explore the emotional plot. What is it and how to use it? 
If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.